This is Smart Women, Smart Power, a podcast that features conversations with some of the world's most powerful women. The national defense strategy really focuses us on near-peer competitors. The U.S. government, in fact, increased its contribution to WFP in order to assist. Everything that we do in space, a lot of it can be applied to our life on Earth. We feature women who are breaking barriers and shaping the future of foreign policy, national security, international business, and development. I'm Beverly Kirk, the director of the Smart Women, Smart Power Initiative at the Center for Strategic and International Studies in Washington. FEMA has told us that this is the worst disaster in all the nation. I have a responsibility with my people. Dr. Maria Melendez took office as the mayor of Ponce, Puerto Rico in January 2009. It's the island's second largest city. She's the first woman in Ponce's history to hold the office and is currently serving her third term. Dr. Melendez also became the first woman to preside over the Organization for the Integral Development of the South, or DSOR. I sat down with Mayor Melendez to talk about how her city and the rest of Puerto Rico have recovered from Hurricane Maria, which devastated the island back in 2017. Mayor Melendez, welcome to Smart Women, Smart Power. Thanks for being here with me today. I am the one who has to give you the thanks for everything and for the invitation. Of course, we are delighted that you've joined us. I want to talk to you about Puerto Rico, your city of Ponce, uh, which is the second largest city in Puerto Rico, and the recovery post-Hurricane Maria. Everybody remembers the devastating hurricane in 2017 that left, I think it was $100 billion in damages in Puerto Rico. So how's the recovery going? It's about, what, a year and a half out now? Well, it has been, and it's going very slowly, the recovery. We are 78 cities in Puerto Rico. And the mayors were the first responders. Those 78s were about seven women and the rest are men. It's a, a curious idea that people think they are all men. No, there are women who are working over there. So it is very slowly because the money hasn't get to the municipalities yet. Tell me about that. They have approved um, 1,500 millions. Municipalities haven't received just not a cent, not a cent, just right now. And I have to be thankful to FEMA for all the help we have received for them. But this is not an issue from the employees of FEMA. It is an issue that we don't know where is the money. The federal government just is closed. The second supplemental aid will get to Puerto Rico more slowly than the first one that is not getting in Puerto Rico. We are the ones that are using the budget money of every municipality. We have used our, our budget, and just right now we were with the resident commissioner. There were about eight mayors meeting with her. She has made appropriations and she has sent money to Puerto Rico. Congress has approved it, but the money we don't know. And that is having a direct impact on your effort to rebuild. There is a direct impact. We, the mayors, are still reconstructing. We are still cleaning our city. We're doing business. For example, in Ponce, we have an airport and port, and we are receiving cruise ship every month. At the same time, the hotels are open. 
So the thing is, we have come here to Congress. We have been talking to congressmen and congresswomen that we need the money as soon as they can send it to Puerto Rico. And they have created also at the same time. FEMA has to validate all their reports and all the documents and federal information we have sent. And after they validate those uh, information, then the money is supposed uh, to be in our uh, municipalities. One of the things I have uh, present at least $29 million. And I just received in one and a half year only $3.9 million. You've asked for $29 million. You've only received $3.9 million. Yes, it is true. So back to the question of how does this impact what you're trying to do? It, it, to it, it impacts economy. It impacts at the same time that Puerto Rico has 45,000 people with blue tarps. With blue tarps on their roofs. <laughs> on the roof. There are others that have problems with the title of the houses. Because in Puerto Rico, many people construct a house, they invade an area, and they live for years and years and years. So we have to make legal services to the person. They prove that the land and the title of the house is from them. So we have to do a legal, a legal work before so FEMA can just send money to all of them. So the mayors are worried about why the disbursement of the money has been so slowly. And we have not been treating up the same. We are American citizens. And people have to know that Puerto Rico is a territory, but we are American citizens too. But they don't treat us at the same way that they treat the people from Texas, the people from California, or the people of Florida. And there was a, a recent study from the University of Michigan that noted there were significant differences between the aid that Texas and Florida received after the hurricanes compared with the aid that Puerto Rico received after Hurricane Maria. So are you telling me that you haven't been able to start building or rebuilding? We have a budget. Every municipality has a budget. So you're but using your, your city budget? Yes. And the money that FEMA has given up in advance, at the same time, uh, it was approved that is an, a loan in advance with a low uh, rate of interest. Mm -hmm. And we have been using that. But to reconstruct, we are the ones who have to reconstruct. But with the money, remember, we have to prove first to FEMA that this area has to be reconstructed. And what are the damage? Uh -huh. So they make a study. We have to uh, get our engineers uh, from the municipality, the person that FEMA sent, and the person who is in charge in Court 3. Court 3 is an organization that the governor of Puerto Rico formed and made by law to also interfere with the uh, reconstruction of the island. So paper has to go to FEMA and Court 3 before it gets to the municipality. You mentioned that people still have blue tarps on their roofs, 45,000 people. What percentage of that is the population of Ponce? Well, we are 155,000 people live in Ponce. From that, I will say there are more than uh, 15,000 people that need to be reconstructed, not only the roof, but the, the whole, whole house. house. And what about power and drinkable water? No, power is already, is already uh, everyone, but the old system, the old system, we reconstruct the old system. Mm -hmm. We are not using renewable energy. Now, 
the company, the power energy was owned by the proper uh, state government. Now they create a project and make it a law to sell the power company. And we are going to be resilient in using uh, renewable energy. So it is, it is a negotiation in receiving bids and proposals from a new form of energy. People have water. I will say 99.9 have already energy, power, water. You can you can go through all the roads were clean. But have people told you why the money is so slow to arrive? Have you been given a reason? First of all, they have to check all the federal documents and I it has see. to be validated, but it takes long. I have to be thankful to all the workers of FEMA. Alejandro de la Campa, who's working with us, is was in charge in, in Puerto Rico. He has been working uh, day by day with us. Every, every week, my team work with FEMA and present new documents. We are presented to us right now 29 projects. I have in my municipality 410 facilities that are owned by the municipality. So many of them has to be reconstructed because we have been suffering since 2006 economical recession. And when Maria hit, there there was before Maria hit, uh, one year before Maria hit, uh, an oversight control board, financial board, mm-hmm. that is imposed uh, by uh, PROMESA law. And these persons are, are at the same time, the government are making new plans. We, they are not talking, this board is not talking with the mayors. And the mayor should have participation in the decisions they uh, get with the central government or the state government. Mm-hmm. But they but then they don't come with the mayors. I don't know what's, what was happening. I have been maybe three times talking to that board, that oversight financial board, and I said, please talk with the mayors because we have our own government, local government, that we make law at the same time. We get our money to make services to the people. But that's what mayors are elected for, serving the people, giving their resources to the people, uh, in education, in roads, in services to the people, in collecting the, the, all the debris, in the waste material, in everything. But is this control board still operating? Do yes, it's still operating, it's still but operating. they have been taking out, the, government, the state government had been taking out $375 million from all the municipalities. So it's money that is not getting in the municipality for services. That's one of the things. So it affects the budget of the municipalities. We get three forms of getting money in the municipality, by excise taxes, by sale taxes, and by the property tax. But if you cut to the municipalities, those money that we, our debt, for example, the debt of Puerto Rico is 70,000 uh, uh, $70, millions of dollars. But the debt of the municipalities of the 78 municipality is only 6.1% of the debt of the, of, the, of the state. So we are not the one who caused uh, uh, this recession. We are not the one who, who caused this debt. So the state government and the control financial board, this oversight board, has to talk with the mayor so we can give them our point of view and at the same time ideas that how do we continue giving the services to the people and how are we going to pay 
those debt. While we're talking about funding and money, I want to ask you about the debt crisis because compounding everything that happened after Hurricane Maria, Puerto Rico. No, it's, it's worse. It's, it's, we have we were in organization, then Maria hit, and at the same time, it was not the same time. In Texas, when Harvey uh, hit uh, Texas, at nine days after the hurricane of Harvey in Texas, uh, uh, the people of, of Texas received $141 million. $141 million. Million dollars. And nine days after they hit, were hit by Harvey. In Puerto Rico, nine days after were only $6 million. At the same time, two weeks after uh, we were hit by, by the hurricane, the president came to see Puerto Rico came to see Puerto Rico, and he went to two or three places over there, but he didn't see what was devastating of the hurricane. They took it to Guaynabo, they took it to other places, not such devastation that the other rest of the island. So what I hear you saying is that he didn't see the worst no, of the devastation, no. He correct? went to see what, what happened in Florida nine days after, and they went to Puerto Rico two, two weeks after. So... There were about, in Texas, were about 30,000 FEMA workers. In Puerto Rico, only uh, 19,000. A number of members of Congress were in Puerto Rico recently, and you had the chance to talk to them. What did you tell them about the slowness of the money getting to you and your fellow citizens and the impact that that's having? What kind of conversations did you have with them? Well, we present, uh, we were two mayors, uh, Two ladies who were the, the mayor of San Juan and I myself were the ones who talk as mayors in, in that presentation. And we told the 39 uh, congressmen and congresswomen who were there, okay, we don't know why it's so slowly that we are treated as second-class citizens. And we are American citizens too. Treat us in the way that the same way they treat uh, uh, Texas, Florida, and California. Why? We are treated differently. Is this discrimination? If there is a reason? We have presented all, all the proof. We have presented all the documents. And we are entitled by the Department of Housing to receive our, by formula, our own money. Should there be a federal investigation into, into the response uh, uh, um, to, to Hurricane Maria? Congress has approved many laws. The Congress has a, a supplemental aid. Uh, appropriations has approved money. Where is the money? That's the question that Puerto Ricanos made. I don't know if this is an issue of politics. I don't know if this is an issue maybe because I, we, they, they treat us as second class. Mm -hmm. We really don't know. It's too slowly. And I met every week my team with FEMA. And we present documents. And they are approving that we supposed to begin with our project, but uh, with our rebuilding. But we can understand. I know my budget. I, I began to rebuild uh, the legislative building. I have uh, beginning to rebuild the theater that was closed for, uh, and I lose about $35,000 because we have closed all the shows in the theater. There is a, a prehistorical, historical building, and we just reconstructed with our own money. So we present all the proof, all the documents, and the federal documents that they are asking for. What's the status now uh, in terms of the restructuring the island's debt and uh, the economy overall? Well, let me tell you, the, the, the board is not a government. 
the, the state government is a government elected by the people of Puerto Rico. They are the one who decide with their budget what can be done, where it's going to pay that debt. It's one of the things. The second thing is that they are taking money from our municipalities. Now they are going to present uh, property tax exemptions uh, to, to all the commerce. And if they do that, it will affect our economy in every municipality. At the same time, there are recommendations made by the board. Uh, for example, we gave a bonus on, for Christmas, and the board said, no bonus for Christmas. The government, the state government, the governor get the money to, for those bonus to the people. There was an appropriation for the, it's money for people buy foods. And, uh, and the nutritional program. And they gave us, there is an appropriation of $600 million for special people that get disaster in their houses. About 275,000 people are going to receive those $600 million from the nutritional program. And the president just said that that money he is considering to take it out for the world he's constructing in Mexico. Uh, we are not going to approve that. We are not in favor of that. The report that said the president was considering pulling no, some demas- I, I uh, disaster I, relief money. I, 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 we have from- to be thankful for, for Mr. President. But uh, the president, he is a millionaire. He doesn't have suffered what we have suffered. And we really did that money for those people because they need that that uh, nourish that nutritional program. So it's important. How did you change your career? You're a politician now. You've been elected mayor of Ponce three times, but you started out as a dental surgeon. My, my passion is to serve the people. That's my passion, serving the people, giving uh, to the people what they need. And I thought after 31 years of being a, a dental surgeon, I said, now is the time I I have to be grateful to my city, to Ponce, for what they have gave me, us, the people of Ponce have gave me, and I want to serve them. I want better roads, better education. Um, we pay taxes, and those taxes are for the better being of the people. So I made a plan visiting communities. I have participative budget. It's a budget where we go to the communities and Ask those community what they want, not my program, not my platform only on my projects. It's what they want, they need to progress. Progress means changes. And sometimes we have to take, mayors have to take tough decisions. What we do it for the being of the people, not for our, for the advantage of doing a work for our well-being. No, no, no. It's for the being of the people the wellness of the peoples. That's what we're doing the job. So uh, I I realized, and, and I was talking with a person who was in charge, he would run as a mayor. It was Dr. Alejandro Roman who said to me, help me, I want to be a mayor. He lost the election when he, when uh, by the time in two, uh, 2004, and he said, you are the one in charge of the political party. You can do it. And I won the election. I was the first woman elected, elected in Ponce. We are only eight women, as I said. Eight women as mayor. Seven women are mayor. So what I have been doing during these 10 years is creating a different kind of program for the benefit of the people, working with the old people at the same time, with kids in Head Start program, the best program we have are those when And all the needs of the people, the needing of the people, that's important for us. And just one final question about uh, about Puerto Rico. A lot of Puerto Ricans, after Hurricane Maria, left, left, the, left island, the island, 
came to the mainland. Are you worried that all of those people will not come back if Puerto Rico is not able to rebuild? You know, many companies from the States are coming to Puerto Rico, uh, offering jobs, offering, uh, they are looking for money from the CDPG, the yard, but we have not received yet the money. So at the same time, I hope people will come again back. We are friendly. I hope they will come back. Schools are open. The, the, the governor has made new reform, reform in education, reform in the, in the power, reform at the same time uh, in the financial area. And even though the state government is in discussion with the control oversight board or the oversight board, at the same time, we are discussing with the governor that we, the municipalities, we, the mayors, have an important paper, we have an important duties uh, in reconstructing the island. So it takes long, it will take long. Uh, Mayor Mitchell Andrew told me that it took about more than 13 years to reconstruct uh, New Orleans. Now, one and a half. So uh, I know people are anxious. People are very anxious about that. But we live in, Carib in, the, in the Caribe. And in the Caribe, it, there is a season of storm from June the 1st to December the 1st. So we are exposed every time to storm. We are accustomed, but not a disaster like Maria hit Puerto Rico. You know, I, I, I love to serve. Uh, my passion is uh, giving the people what they need. And we, the mayors of Puerto Rico, as first responders, as the people that are worried about, we women have a special sensibility. So we are smart, we are intelligent, and we can give more of that. And, and we hope, and we hope that the people here in mainland, we have to be thankful. First of all, thanks to everyone, association, groups, universities. And many, and the congressmen and congresswomen, uh, we have to be, and the people who work in FEMA at the same time. But please, the money has to get down to Puerto Rico. All right. Thanks for joining us. No, thank you for the invitation. Thanks for listening to our episode with Mayor Maria Melendez. Subscribe to Smart Women, Smart Power on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to good content. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. We're at Smart Women, and I'm at Beverly Kirk. Thanks for your company. See you next time.